Welcome to the worship service from Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. Trinity Chapel is a small, traditional, and biblically-based congregation in the southwest corner of Virginia. The church pastor is the Reverend Bob Bierman, also host of Truth to Ponder, heard on this station. We invite you to be a part of our worship service today. To learn more about the church, its mission, and its vision, visit the website trinitychapelvirginia.com. That's trinitychapelvirginia.com. And now join us in the sanctuary of Trinity Chapel for today's broadcast. Well, hopefully you can hear me. Good morning and welcome. Good morning. Heard from Will, who normally takes care of our video. He's still suffering the flu. And so I got a text about 10 minutes ago. So I'm trying to figure the cameras and everything else. Hope that I've got it working. Um, I sincerely do. I want to welcome you all here today. This Sunday is the last Sunday of the church year. And there's a lot to be said about this last Sunday and what it truly means. And I really wish that more had been here today. I know that some are out of town, some are out of state, and just trying to, to reckon with all of it. But I'm so glad that those that are here are here today. And I'm also glad for those that are watching today, you know, via the means of, of television. Now, I want to share a couple of announcements regarding that and a couple of other things as well. One of the projects that I've had, that I've been working on in the background for quite a while in terms of the other ministry that I deal with, with the radio program I've been doing for years, is developing, and it's because of this church that the idea hit. What is called a, how many of you are familiar with streaming television? I see a few nods, yeah, yeah, more or less. How many have ever heard of Roku? All right. For those that watch via their phone or on a computer, starting very soon, actually it's working in the background in a test mode, you'll be able to watch this service on Roku and you can watch it either live or you can watch it on a replay at your convenience. It's already beginning to work. There'll be other things on that app as well. The radio program I do, and I've got a couple of friends that do some marvelous teaching programs. And, and with the storage that I can put into it, probably some other videos of interest to people. So that's one of the things that I've been working on in the background. For those especially that you know view at home, if you have Roku, um, I'll go ahead and tell you what the name of the app is, even though it's not complete and it still needs work. It's called Ancient Word. If you look for an app in the Roku channel store, it's just called Ancient Word. And there you're going to find Trinity Chapel Services, a program called Truth to Ponder, and a few others will be added over the next several weeks. I've been thinking about doing this for a long time. And the company I deal with that helps in getting this stream out that we do right now do a marvelous job. <laughs> and they approached me when I like to be one of the beta people 
for their new channel app on Roku. Now, I looked at this before, and a lot of these companies wanted all these monthly fees and all kinds of stuff. This company didn't. Just a one-time build the app. And I'm thinking, this is the best deal I've seen yet. So I did it. This, not the church, but my other ministry did it, and I'm putting the church on there. So I think that's going to be an exciting opportunity. Like I said, today is the last Sunday of the church year. Now, to people that are not used to a church calendar where you have it all beginning on the first Sunday in Advent and working all the way through Christmas and then Epiphany, then the pre-Lent season, then Lent, then Easter. Easter gives way to the season of Pentecost and then the season of Trinity or the Sundays after Pentecost and the end of the church year, and we start all over again. And that was done in ancient times, so people that didn't have Bibles, people that didn't have literacy, could walk through the life of Jesus each and every year. And I think it's a great tradition. We have been sliding this church toward what's called the church calendar for the last several weeks. You probably didn't even notice it, that the readings that we are now using are following what is called the lectionary, the three-year lectionary cycle that is used by many churches. And I, I rather like it because it gives you a good a good flavor, a good flavor of, of what's in the scripture. And so that's where we are today. Um, next week, on Saturday, we have an event here at the church. I'll be talking a little more with Mark. From noon to four, we're going to be here, music, soul sandwich. Uh, another singer is going to be here as well, Josh Gilbert. And I'm looking forward to that and, and hope that with the advertising we do, we can bring more people to this church. In addition, next Sunday, a week from today, is the first Sunday in Advent. We start that countdown to Christmas next Sunday. And you'll be seeing up here in the church an Advent wreath that will show each of the candles as we count it down. And so I'm kind of excited about that, and I hope that you are as well. This week, busy week for me personally, getting things ready for next Sunday and also trying to be a week ahead on everything that I do by next Sunday. Because I have surgery scheduled for Tuesday, a week from this Tuesday. And then the immunotherapy begins in January every week for six weeks. So I'm going to be trying to stay ahead of it. And sometimes when you do it all and you try to put this the electronics together, the bulletin together, a message together, and everything that goes with it. It's sometimes it's not as easy as, as, you, as you think it can be. So I would appreciate your prayers. And prayers for all that are sick, all that have gone through difficult times, all that need healing in body. I think of Will today, who, like I say, realized at the last minute, he ain't making it. And so I... So I, we pray for him. That it, I know that I had heard from him on Thanksgiving, and he was feeling somewhat better. And then I didn't hear back for a day or two. And then today, he said, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I apologize for the single camera angle today, because I have no way to switch it. Maybe I can teach my wife how to do that. That would help a little bit. Or somebody, anybody who would like to learn, I'd be more than happy to teach him how to operate that for these Sundays when we do run into a problem. Trying to think, is there anything else that I can think of for today? I think I've got everything covered. And so, 
Let's just get our hearts and minds ready for today's service. For those that are viewing online, I apologize we're not able to switch to show you that video that we just had on the screen today. Stand if you can as we sing our opening music.
Let us pray. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your glorious name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the readings of God's Word. Good morning. It's good to see all of you here today. Today's readings, we'll start with Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16, and again, verses 20 through 24. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep, and I will seek them out, as shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all of the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture of the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God, and I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, Thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, And he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them, and I, the Lord, have spoken. So now this brings us to Psalm chapter 95, verses 1 through 7, if you can read with me. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and a raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is great God, and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord God our Maker. For he is our God, And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And our last reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, 
and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. For he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. The gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another. And as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these my brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves will answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison? And did not take care of you. And then we will answer them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous unto eternal life. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stand if you can as we sing our pre-message hymn. Should 
Heavenly Father, as we come to this time that we gather around your word, open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive all that you have for us. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Every time I hear that particular hymn, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, I am transported back in time to a date that occurred maybe, let's see, this is 2023, so this may have been 2003, about 20 years ago. I was invited to preach at a church on the east coast of Florida, a pretty good-sized church. And I can remember when I pulled into the parking lot the day before and saw this mammoth building, its courtyards, its fellowship hall. And I walked inside, and it had something that, you know, remember, I was still building a small church up that did grow. But that church had one of those walk-up pulpits. I mean, I want you to imagine, it had a, It was on this side of the church, and it had a staircase. And I'm all dressed up in all the vestments, and these two acolytes escort me up. Now, the opening hymn that Sunday was, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. And because I was the guest and the celebrant and everything else for the service, you know, I'm in the back looking really important. As the, as the cross comes in, the book comes in, the choir comes in, the servers come in, and then I come in there like royalty. That song always reminds me that we serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven, and to thy feet my tribute bring. Ransom, steel, sealed, restored, forgiven. So what does that have to do with today's sermon about sheep and goats? Ironically, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, but I am going to spend some time, on the dissertation that you hear in that when you have this situation where you have Jesus, in this case, or the king, talking about those on the left and those on the right. I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was in need, I was this, I was that, and you, you weren't there to do it. And then the word comes back, but I never saw you. I never saw you hungry, Lord. I never saw you thirsty. I never saw you without clothes. I never saw you in need. So what are you getting after me for? What it came down to is, if you do it unto the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. And I just want to, and a lot of people take that part of Scripture and they, they try to beat you up with it. Say you're not a good person. You're, I mean, they try to make you think that that's a governmental responsibility. They try to make you think that it's the community's responsibility. The truth is, it's a personal responsibility. That's what it always has been. Sometimes we, we get to the point that we figure that well, I don't need to do any of this. I'll, get, I'll hire somebody to do all the dirty work for me. Or I don't want to get involved with this person's particular problem. So rather than me getting involved, I'll get a professional. Yet part of what Jesus' dissertation in this is there are times. There are times that we need to take the initiative 
Now, I'm going to qualify this just a little bit, and I hope you don't take it out of context what I'm about to say. In the same era of time that I had made that trip across the other coast, my church had a nice yellow page ad. Remember those? Boy, I'm dating myself now. A yellow page ad. And because our church was an Anglican church, guess what the first church was in the phone book? In the yellow pages. It wasn't the Presbyterians. It wasn't the Methodists. It wasn't even the Baptists. It was us. Followed by the Apostolic Assembly and the Assemblies of God. And so in any given month, as you came to the end of the month, the message machine at the church started to fill up. Or if I was there, the phone was ringing. Do you all help people that have need? Yes. Well, I have a power bill due, or my rent is due, or this is due, or that is due. And, and, they, they're, and I, so, I, I hate to put it this way, they're dialing for dollars. And that's the only way to put it. And I always had to pray, Lord, is this somebody that I actually help? I had a pretty substantial benevolence fund I could use. And I have to pray a lot of these out. Because early on, I realized that I was giving people money, lack of experience and trying to save the world, that were using that money not for the rent, not for the power bill, but for drugs or alcohol. Learn that pretty quick. And you have to discern sometimes the best help you can give is not enabling. There's a difference between helping and enabling. I had one call, and I've shared this with my wife a number of times. It was about that time of the month again. And the phone rang. I was in the church office. It was a Wednesday, which is why I was there answering the phone instead of checking the machine. And there was this voice on the phone. And I will tell you, and Mark, I think you can identify with this having been in, in, in the ministry. Your spirit knows this one is the real deal. You don't know why, but you know, and you're listening intently. And she began to tell me her story. Her story was that her husband had walked out on her, abandoned her for another woman, and moved out of state, and left her and their six, five, six-year-old son for this other woman. And her income was not that great, and he had taken a lot of the money out of the joint account when he left. As bizarre as the story sounded, it really, the Lord is saying, pay attention, Bob. Listen really carefully to what she's saying. And I said, so what is your immediate need? And she said, it's not that much. I, I'm just a little bit shy to cover a utility bill until my next payday. And I'm going to have to find a better job because I can't support what we were paying here and my son and everything else. And so I said to her, okay, I said, she gave me the amount, and I said, I'll do a little bit better than that. And, and I'll be more than happy to get you, and I told her the amount. 
And, and, and she said, and I'll pay you back. I said, nope, nope. This is going to be a gift. You're not going to have to pay this one back. And so she lived about maybe 10 minutes from the church, told her how to find it. She came by. I mean, you know, you could tell in her, in her I don't want to have to do this. You could see the embarrassment. And I said, there's like nobody around to see this transaction. And here you go. And I gave her the money that I had locked away that she needed. And I said, the only thing I ask, if you ever consider visiting a church, because apparently you're not in one right now, visit our little church here. And she promised me that she would. Now, I'd heard that promise a lot in my life. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to your church next Sunday or this Sunday, whatever. I've heard it all before. Sure enough, true to her word, she and her little boy were there. And happy to be there. And she approached me after the service. By the way, she's one of the people be, that inspired me to use a box in the back of the church for giving. Because she kind of felt a little awkward when the plate came by. So that's why I've decided in ministry whenever I can. I just put it where it's, you know, what did the Bible say? You know, I am giving big dollars, Lord. I'm praying, I do all, you know, do it in private, do it in silence, do it because you want to do it. And so she was there, and I figured, and I talked to her after the service, and she said, I needed to hear what you had to say today. And she was there the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and the next Sunday after that, without fail, every Sunday. And one Sunday, we're probably a month or two down the road with her coming to church. And, you know, she had to kind of rush out because she had a job in the afternoons that she had to do. So she couldn't stick around too long. One Sunday, she came in just absolutely radiant. I mean, the sunshine in her face. She had gotten a new job. Using the skills that she really had trained for in life. And had now not, not just had a mild, minor increase in her income, more than tripled it in one job change. And she said, you're right when you talk about God is good and God is faithful. And I realized that day that what I did on behalf of my church was be obedient to someone that was truly in need. Not one that was faking a need. And you know who they are. Sure, I've been around Anderson, South Carolina, near this one shopping center. And there was always this one person with a sign looking really terrible and just like the world was going to cave in. Until I watched one day, at the end of the day, she walked away with her sign and put everything in this duffel bag and then walked way across the other side of the parking lot and got into a car that I never could afford. And then I saw her later in a restaurant that I very seldom could afford to go to. And, I'm, and she's all cleaned up now. This is how she makes her living. And so we have to pray for guidance and wisdom. This is the end of the church year. We start all over again. We hit the reset switch next Sunday as we count down to Christmas. I think of the ministry that I have especially the online ministry today, 
it really means a lot to me that we have this ability and a number of people will be communing with us when we have communion shortly. The Bible says, and, and this is what I want to talk about, to be a sheep and a goat, we also have to be, Jesus said you have to be as cunning as a, you know, as, as a snake. Maybe as peaceful as a lamb, but you have to be as cunning as a snake. He, he's warning his people. We know those that tend how do I put this? To, to ask to be enabled. And sometimes that's where it's really hard. It's, you know, it's easy sometimes to give that person a dollar, five dollars, or a ten to get them to go away. But did that really help them? I can remember from the book of Acts, Peter sees a beggar looking for the alms and help and the money and this and that and the other because he's, he's crippled and Peter goes silver and gold have I none but this I give to you rise up and walk that's what he really needed sometimes and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude this very quickly here Sometimes when somebody is hungry, thirsty, needing clothes, is that what they really need? One of the hardest things in ministry is discerning a need. The woman I met at that church that, that day, whose son later on I baptized as she became a member of that church and stayed a member even after I had left, those are the people you meet in ministry. And you, you look at, Lord, thank you for using me that I could do what your word has asked me to do. And Lord, give me the wisdom by the power of your Holy Spirit to be able to discern when I really truly run across one of your least of these, my brethren or sister, in need. What was that song? We, we shared it a while back. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see the Lord, but I want to see the world as he sees it. I want the eyes of God's Holy Spirit to know how to deal with certain situations that we find from time to time. We live in a world, and I'll close on this thought. Somebody shared a picture the other day on good old Facebook. And it showed three or four pictures. First picture showed a typical Black Friday shopping spree. Boy, if I get one more email, Black Friday is here. I mean, I'm going to rip, I'm going to tear my computer apart or throw it away or something. And the mobs of people. Then the other one shows a sporting event. Even in a bad snowstorm, everybody crowded in there. Yay for our, our side. And then it showed a typical church with more empty pews than full. And it just had a one-word caption. Priorities. Priorities. You know, when you think about what Jesus says in today's lesson, the separating of the sheep from the goats... 
Who are those that are diligently trying to obey what God has for them? The sheep. Do we always, are we always perfect at it? Of course not. But we're not arrogant enough to say we don't care and we don't want to bother. It is true. Jesus is coming again. Next Sunday, we start all over. And not only do we journey to remind ourselves of his first coming at Bethlehem, but it's, it serves as a stark reminder that we are in an Advent season again. We're waiting for his second coming, which he has promised to do. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these moments we've had today to share around your word. And I pray for each and every one here in this church today, those that are watching or listening on radio, that the message that I've shared will touch their hearts, grow them in faith, and bring them closer unto you. As we come in a few moments to your altar, Lord, may we be bound together as your church, the living body of Christ, on this earth. And all the people said, Amen and amen. Stand in your presence, or to your knees will I 
ever worship you I can only imagine Before you sit down real quick and you grab that mic once again share with what we plan kind of for this coming Saturday Saturday, She'll be December, there. <laughs> December 2nd, um, starting at 12 and ending somewhere around 4. Uh, we plan to have uh, an event here, a uh, music event. Uh, my band, Soul Sandwich, uh, will be here along with uh, Josh Gilbert, uh, who is really uh, not just a great musician, but a, a great follower of Christ. And just uh, looking forward to having a, a great time. Uh, listening to the music but also we're, we hope to have some refreshments you know for everybody and just a, a good time of fellowship and getting to know one another kind so of an open house if you can at all you know come out and join us we'd love to see you love to be with you and meet you and uh, just uh, fellowship and worship the lord together Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, you gather your people from all nations and bring them into your one holy Christian church. Strengthen them by your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you judge between your sheep and you shepherd your people with your holy word. Encourage your pastors through their faithful service. Continue to seat the lost. Bring back the stray, bind up the injured, and strengthen the weak. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have subjected all things unto your Son, who gladly subjects himself to you. Bless the homes of your people, that, your, that parents may train and raise their children with wisdom and in love, and that children may gladly submit and honor their father and mother. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord of hosts, you sustain every rule, authority, and power as you see fit until the world's powers should pass away. Bless all in civil authority that they would not provoke your wrath, but maintain order and justice for the peace of your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And remember those in need of help and also in need of healing. Preserve all, deliver them from their transgressions, and hold not your peace against their tears. Lord, may your healing be to those that need healing this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you prepared your kingdom for us from the foundation of the world. Preserve us in faith and love throughout our days that we may care for your servants and our neighbors with compassion and joy, looking toward that day when the Son of Man comes in glory through the same Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins to Almighty God. Pray with me. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. 
For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who has great mercy, has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who sincerely repent and with true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. As you come to this table, I implore you to lift up your hearts unto the Lord and to give thanks unto the Lord our God, because it is right and meet to give him our thanks and praise. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever proclaim the glory of your name. For on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after the supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Come partake at the altar of the Lord.
us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you have given us bread from heaven to nourish our faith, increase our hope, and strengthen our love. Teach us, we pray, to hunger for him who is the true and living bread, and enable us to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Stand, if you can, as we sing our closing hymn.
listening to the worship service from Trinity Chapel in Seven Mile Ford, Virginia. Trinity Chapel is a small, traditional, and biblically-based congregation in the southwest corner of Virginia. The church pastor is the Reverend Bob Bierman, also host of Truth to Ponder, heard on this station. We want to thank you for being a part of our worship service today. To learn more about the church, its mission, and its vision, visit the website, trinitychapelvirginia.com. That is trinitychapelvirginia.com. And we invite you to join us next week at the same time for another service from Trinity Chapel.